first of all, let's start off with prayer. Let, let's, uh, let's, let's start off with, with prayer. If you've got your Bible, you, you can go ahead and turn it to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. You going to stay up there all the time? Come on, sit down, bro. I, I, I won't do that to you. I, I won't do that to you. So, um, so let's start off with, with prayer. Lord, we just come to you right, right now, God, and we just say thank you. We say thank you for your presence, God. We, we say thank you, Lord, that, that change is possible, yes. that there is a hope for yes. each and every single one of us. Despite what we've been through in life, God, there is hope. Yes. Yes. And Father, we just say thank you. Thank in Jesus' you, name we pray. Amen. Amen. So um, we're looking at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. And we're going to be looking at this story for the next few weeks um, going into Easter um, up until Easter, and um, and so what I want to do is I kind of want to lay a foundation to today. I, I don't. I'm not going to go through all. I, I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm not going to go through all nine pages of my notes today. And, and this is something that 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 I'm going to combat to the day that I die, because I feel like it is something that we have all learned to do. Very good. Y'all got to sit in the front row. Y'all just got scoot over. So let's so say you scoot over so they can sit next to each other. Um, unless you want to monitor them, I'll monitor them. It'd be, it'd be like your first date. Then you sit one in between one. There you go. Right there. There you, there you go. So um, so uh, what we're talking about today is, or the thing that I want to combat is this idea of multiplicity, where we have, uh, um, I'm not going to say the word right. What's the right word I'm trying to say? Where you have where you have different um, um, worlds, and so you have developed a personality to fit into that world, and then you develop a personality that fits into that world, then you develop a personality that fits into that world, then you have a personality that fits into that world, and for some of you guys who are culturally diverse, what you'll notice is that some of this you have done in order to cope in society. But in order to, coping mechanisms are only supposed to last for a, a small particular time. So they are for a season in your life. But yet we have carried those characteristics into every area of our lives. And so this conversation that I had with uh, James was, is, is that he was talking about, I have my church friends, I have my school friends, and then I have my other friends or your other people. And he goes, I can't be myself around these people because if I did, they would make fun of me. And that's a high school, that's a freshman in high school, that's a high schooler saying that. And, and, but that might be okay at that stage of his life. But let me let you know that as you get older, if you don't deal with those issues and under figure out who you are, you will allow other people to define who you are. You will allow circumstances to define who you are. You will allow the, the voices of what people say over your life about saying that you can't or you will never do that become such a, a, a stream in your life that you begin to believe it and you begin to act it out. And yet what we know from scripture is, is that God is not calling us to live lives that are defined by our circumstances yeah. or defined by the voices of people in our world. But he's calling us to live lives that are defined by his word, yeah. defined by his voice, defined by what he says about you. Yeah. And, the, and the thing is, is what is God saying about you? Yeah. 
You know, and I think you've got to figure that out on your own. And for many of us, it's a journey that we just start. We get on the journey. It's not like you just wake up one day and you go, this is who I am. <laughs> no, no. If, if it takes that little bit amount of time to figure out, either you got no issue, no issues. No one has ever done anything bad to you. Like, I don't know, the moment you came out, the doctor didn't even pinch you. The doctor just said, oh, perfect, per perfection. <laughs> you know, and, many, and, and I'm telling you, at least, I would say, I would say all of us. But, but if you want to be the one, you want to be the one who pretends, you want to be the one who says, no, I didn't care when they said that to me. It didn't hurt me when they say that. It didn't do this when they did that. It, all you're doing is putting on a front for everybody else. Right, right. But who are you robbing in this situation? You. You're robbing yourself from knowing who you really are. God is not calling us to be two-faced. God is not calling us to be three-faced. God is not calling us to be five faces. Well, if they really knew who I was. No, if the problem was if you really were who you needed to be, you could just be you. That's right. See, but so many times we have classified who we are based upon, well, that is who I am. My attitude, mm -mm, I'll tell you something. Mm -mm, Jason, don't you look at me like that. You know, we say, that's me. That is not you, honey. That is you responding or coping to being hurt. To being abused, to people speaking negativity into your life. And the thing is, is as we are trying to move forward into all the things that God has for us, we have to understand in order for us to be leaders, because that's what we're talking about over the next year, being leaders, we have to understand that I've got to deal with the issues of my past, my present, so that I can have a healthy future. You can't have a healthy future still caught up in the mess of your past. And let me just let you know right, right now, ignoring it is not solving it. Ignoring it, trying to act like it never happened, is not solving it. It really is not. Well, I'm going to ignore him. Well, I'm going to ignore that situation. I'm going to act like it never happened. No, that, that, that don't work. See, the power of the scripture and the power of the Bible lets us know, and it says, and I think a lot of times we struggle with this, but it says that God works good in all situations. Yes, but will you let God work? Yeah. Will you let God work in your life? Right. See, because working, <laughs> working is hard. You know, you know, working is rubbing something in. It, 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 it's, it's, it's making it happen. It, it is like you, 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 it, 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 it's a strain on your muscle. Your knees start hurting sometimes depending on what, what you're doing. Your hip starts getting in the line. I got to go see my chiropractor and pay some extra little bit of money when I've been working. Yeah. You know, and, and, and maybe we've got into this D, DIY, what do you call it, D, D, DIY? D, DIY culture, we watch it on YouTube and we all think we can do it. Yeah. But, but how many of you guys have been in the mix of doing it and you're like, where is this in the video? <laughs> where is this in the video? You know, and, and a lot of times, you know, you know, I've been in that DIY, you know, you know, culture for, you know, and I've been like, yeah, yeah, cool. I, I know I can do this. I know I can do this. But then I start thinking about, wait a minute, they're able to do it. Why? Not because necessarily they know the know-how of doing it, but they've got all the proper tools. Yeah. And many times in life, we're trying to say, I can fix my own life. I can do this. I can do that. But yet we don't have the right tools. Right. 
And so this series is about giving you the right tools so that you can actually develop into the person that God is calling you to be. Now, we're going to go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 4, about 1 through 5. Some of y'all thought I forgot about it, but I didn't forget about the first scripture for today. But it says actually the scripture for the whole series. But this is what it says. It says, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. This is what I'm telling you. This is what I want to say to you. Okay? This is what he says. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. In season and out of season. Say that with me. In season and out of season. I said say it with me. I ain't saying say it. Um, yeah, okay, so say it with me. Okay, say it. Repeat after me. In season. In season. And out of season. In season. And out of season. Okay, stop. Don't repeat after me anymore. Okay, stop. Don't do that. But here we go. But what I'm trying to get us to see is that as we... Do the work that God is asking us to do as leaders, whether or not you are a leader in your home, whether you're a leader at your job, whether you're the leader. I don't keep getting caught because I keep getting too long. There you go. Stay, stay over there. Thank you very much. But as you lead, all of us are called to be leaders, but we are also called to be people who exist in season and out of season. Right. So let me tell you what that means. Even on your bad days, you should be a light to people. Even on those days, people, and, and really, honestly, those should be far in between. You, you know, like the other, last week, my wife went to work, and, and she wasn't feeling well. So, you know, she, she, she was a trooper. She just said, I'm going to plow right through it because I don't want to use my sick days, you know, you know for, for, for this. I'm going to plow on through. And people around her job were like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? Is that so idea? You know, they were shocked because she was sick. And she goes, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, I'm, I'm all right, I'm, I'm going to get back to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back. She, a few, two, three days later, she walks in with a smile and is all happy and stuff. And one of the ladies yells out, she's back! <laughs> but for many of us, it's the opposite. We have more out-of-season days than we have in-season days. And so when people, when we actually do show up in an in-season day, maybe because that week we went to church. Or maybe that week, you know, we got a word from God. And, and so we're trying to be consistent with that word. But I want you to know that God is not calling us to be out of season more than we're actually in season. In season. And so, but how do we get there? And I'm glad you asked, because we're going to get there after I read the rest of the scripture. It says, for the time will come when people will put, not put up with sound doctrine and said to suit their own desires. They will gather around them a number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Well, I can talk about that all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I can talk about that all day. It says, they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, everybody say, but me. But, me. but you, keep your head in all situations. Not just when the person is giving you a smile. Right, right. Not just when the person is writing you a check. Right. Not just when the person is doing something that you like that they're doing. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Yeah. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Let me just tell you right now. It is easy to invite people to church when you are in season and out of season. And our stain, there goes the word, there goes the word that I want you guys to, to, uh, to, to get in your memory to today. 
And the word is consistency, consistency, consistency. When you are consistent, when you are consistent, when you are consistent, and I'm not saying consistently in a bad mood, consistently cussing people out, consistently, you, you know, having, a, you know, telling your kids to, 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 to I know someone, y'all don't use this word, but I'm going to use it anyway, shut up and be quiet, instead of consistently, you, you, know, you, you, know, you know, trying to tell your wife or your husband something that they're doing wrong. It's about consistency of doing the good things in our lives. As you build consistency inside of your life, what you do is you help yourself to be someone who can constantly be telling people about who Jesus is. But I mean, you guys, I mean, I've, I've been there before. You know you're supposed to tell someone about Jesus, but you are so caught up on what you have done. Because you're, because I'm inconsistent. Right. Because maybe I didn't spend time in the words that I know that I should have. And so I go down a trail of shame, which we're going to talk about in a few weeks about this whole idea of circles. We're going to have to ask you guys, what type of circles are you building in your life? And if you're not building the right circles, the great thing about a circle is it keeps on going, but eventually there becomes an off-ramp that you can right. create. Yep. Right. Yeah. And you can create a brand new circle, right. brand new paths, brand new direction for your life. But how do you get there? Consistency, consistency, consistency. Consistency. Are you consistent in who you are and who you want to be in your life? Amen. It says, when I read this text, my thoughts go to consistency, consistency, consistency. The definition of consistency is right here. Is and and, and you can just read it, but I, but I just want you to focus on one word: accuracy. Part of consistency is being, is the ability to be, is to have accuracy. And I, and I said one word, but let's go and add two more words to that. Or fairness. See, you can be, you, many of us, we have an issue with being fair. You know, and, and, and you know, and for you guys that have parents, you know who tells you you ain't fair? Your kids. Because they can see the inconsistencies in our life. They might not be able to see it in their own life because, you know, they try to get on me. And I'm like, well, don't you realize what you be doing? You know what I'm saying? But they're really, again, that, that's again. That, that's me trying to project. That, that, that's me trying to get the attention off of me. And, and, and so, so, so when we try to get the attention off of ourselves, what we're doing is we're not letting God do the work in our life that he needs to do. Yeah. But when we get to this idea of consistency, we want to say accuracy. Accuracy or fairness. I want to bring fairness into my situation. I want to bring fairness into my job. I want to bring fairness into my work. And what does that mean? That means sometimes you're going to look like you're a loser, but in the end, you're going to win. There's moments when I'm disciplining my kids, or let's, oh, let's just get even deeper a little bit more. There's moments when I am talking to my wife, and it has less to do with whether or not I'm right or am I wrong, but it has more to do with am I, being, am I giving an accurate picture of what I want in our relationship, and am I being fair? Am I being fair, and am I giving an accurate, an accurate uh, a depiction of where I want to go in this marriage, where I want to go with this relationship, where I want to go with our family? And it can be so hard for so many of us. And we're really to get true, boy. This is really, really hard. It is hard to be accurate. It is hard to be yeah. fair. Especially when you know you've got the one kid that you like better than everybody else. <laughs> so 
So anytime her mother says something to her, I'm like, I'm, I'm right there. I want to know what's going on. What, how, how can I help my favorite kid not be in trouble? Y'all laughing, but, I, but I'm serious about this. You know what I'm saying? I hear something in the distance. I just hear it. I'm like, oh, are you okay? You're talking too loud to my kid. All the rest of them, I don't care if she yell at me. But my wife, I'm going to tell you which one it is. But I've got to be consistent. But how much more if I'm inconsistent with my kids, how much more am I going to be inconsistent with those inside of my world? That's right. That's right. But God is calling us to be consistent. Why? Because we're trying to get to a place that in season and out of season, I'm producing fruit. In season and out of season, I have my head up. In season and out of season, I'm moving forward. In season and out of season, out of season, it might not seem like I'm moving forward. Out of season, it might be uncomfortable. Out of season, it might be not what I want to see every time I'm saying, but I'm still moving forward. I'm still going. I'm still moving. I'm still doing the things that God has called me to do because even out of season, I'm still moving forward. This is a lack of consistency causes these four things. Confusion, doubt, fear, and anxiety. Lack of consistency causes confusion, doubt, fear, and anxiety. Why can't you take that step of faith? Because you have a lack of consistency. Because let me tell you right, right now, when you're consistent, you'll begin to see that God shows up consistently in your life. When you show up consistently at a certain time to hear from God, to open up his word and begin to pray, what you'll begin to see is that God will begin to show up. Now, first few times, you might be like, what the heck am I doing here? Like, why am I sitting here? Like, what is the, what is going on? God, you're not speaking. God, I just don't know how to do this. But as you are consistent, God will eventually show up. The Bible says is that, you know, if, you know, whoever knocks, the door shall be open. You seek, you, you shall find. See, when you know your word, you can begin to proclaim your word. You can say, you know what, I'm looking for God to show up in this. I'm looking for God to show up in this. I'm looking for God to show up for this. I'm looking for God to show up for this. And guess what? He shows up. But if you never, see, this is our problem. Our problem is I did it three times, it didn't work. I did it four times, and I just didn't see the miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, I did this, and I did it, and we begin actually to limit what God is able to do, but maybe what God is trying to teach us is that there is more value in being consistent than there is just being someone who's just random. Right, right. Stop being random. Stop being the person who goes, you know, you know, and I didn't really want to talk about this week because, well, well, I'm not going to talk about that today, but, 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 but one day we're going to talk about extremes. Stop living your life in an extreme. Well, God loves me. God, oh, I, I just had a fresh revelation from God. So I'm going to read my Bible and you set this plan. I'm going to read through the whole entire Bible in six months. You, know, you couldn't even, you don't even know where your Bible is right now. <laughs> And yet you want to die. There's no, it's like, you know, like you're going to diet. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go on a diet. I'm just gonna, not going to eat anything. I'm going to lose so much weight. I'm, maybe I'm the only one. I'm the, I'm the only one here. I'm the only one. I'm, 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 I'm going to lose so much weight. And as I lose so much weight, you know, but this is what my demon's going to be. I'm going to drink water in the morning when I wake up. And then I'm not going to eat until noon. And now I'm going to eat one carrot. 
And after I eat that one carrot, then I'm going to just, just eat like a small salad that fits into my hands for dinner. And I'm going to lose weight. You know how long that lasts? Do you really know how long it lasts? Until noontime. Because then you're like, oh, the salad's got to go. <laughs> Why? Because it's inconsistent. But what about just, you know what, I'm going to change my breakfast. Yeah. I'm going to do one step. One step. One step at a time. One step at a time. One step at a time. And then I'll be able to get more boldness, get more strength, yeah. get more, yeah. more of a thing, what's going on inside of my life. And then when I mess up, uh, you know what, I'm going to say, you know, I'm not going to allow that to send me on a cycle that sends me right. somewhere else. But right. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep doing the small. Keep doing the small. Keep doing the small. It's going to get a little bit bigger. See how the swing gets a little bit bigger in my hand? That that's the way it's going to work. It's going to be really small at first, but then as I keep going, I start building strength. I start feeling, yep. building confidence. And what I'm doing is I'm building consistency inside of my life because I'm trying to get rid of confusion, doubt, fear, and anxiety. It takes more work to, to make a lack of consistency look good than it is to just be you. Yep. Be you everywhere you go. Bringing this back to this whole idea of you being you. Stop having multiple you. It will only lead to the maturity of confusion, doubt, fear, and anxiety. That's why we need to bring all these worlds into one and understanding who you are. Because if you don't, (laughs) you're just confusing yourself. And when you're confused, you can't be consistent. When, when you are confused and your thoughts and everything you're doing is being driven by somebody else, you can't be you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were in worship today, and one of the reasons why I started crying in worship, not only the whole thing about love, but as I was sitting there, I wanted to bring this up, and this is kind of like the tipping point of today's message, and and, and, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it talks about, you know, I, I started counseling at the beginning of this year, and, and it's almost four months of counseling now, and um, on, I think, the second or the third session, we, we went through values, like, like what is important to Teddy? And the reason why we needed to clearly define what was important to Teddy, because it indicates who Teddy is. And many times in life, we never get to a place where we get a chance to identify who we are outside of our kids, outside of our wife, outside of our husband, outside of our job. And, and, and when I kind of say, okay, let's, let, let's understand those are all things that can help shape who we are, yeah. but they're not who we are. Right. Okay? And so, you know, we start off with all these pieces. I think it was maybe like 80 or 90, you know, things, so just, just, just like words, and we had to narrow them down to like, 40, and then we had to narrow them down to 20, and then we had to narrow them down to 10 things. Then we had to narrow it down, and you know, for me, you know, the ultra, you know, you know uh, 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 hippie raised, you know, uh, you know, product of, you, you know, uh, whatever, you know, all my teachers, they all were like hippies, so everything's like, oh, everything's okay, everything's kind, everything's all the way, oh, you can't really put yourself in the five words, you know, okay. All that was like really rubbing against like my California upbringing, like yeah. it was rubbing hard. And he goes, now I need you to go down to five words. Five things that define who you are. And then he goes, he goes, when I did this, this counselor said, he goes, I, we had to go down to three. But since I want to be nice to you, we'll just keep it at five. (laughs) And these are the five words. These are things that are valuable to me. Sexuality, 
marriage, these are not my values later. <laughs> We're going to find them. Here we go. Thank you. I mean, I'm like, well, that ain't something mine. Something mine. But sexuality still was on there, though. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So uh, keeping it real. Keeping it real. But, 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 but as, as we dug through this, it was a real tie between intimacy and sexuality. And, and, and really, as we dove deeper in, we dug into it a little more, sexuality stuck out, stuck, stuck, stuck more, stood out more than intimacy. And so, whatever, whatever. So, um, yeah, so that's been a hard, let me be be very vulnerable real real quick. When I brought this list to to my wife, Genesis and I processed that, and when we got to that word sexuality, she goes, well, we ain't doing it every day. (laughs) That was the first thing that came out of her mouth. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, and I was like, I was like, I, I don't really think that that's where I'm going with that. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was like, I was like, I was, and, I, and this is what I said to her. I need, this is what I said to her. I, I, I said, I need 15 minutes of your day. It just belongs to you. I don't need you to fuss at me. I want you to tell me about what I need to do, about what I didn't do. It's not, I know, 15 minutes of your day belongs to me. And not for me to do anything, but just, 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 just to create a space where I can, you know, if there's something that I need to tell you about myself, that I need to whatever, and I, I just need that to be there. Yeah. You, you know, and at the end of the day, you, you know, I think a lot of times we get stuck on that word, but it wasn't just the word. It was about, it was about the level of intimacy and connection that, that, that I, not that I necessarily need it, but I want for my wife. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and this is what she tried to, and at times she tries to manipulate my 15 minutes. <laughs> she tries to turn her, my 15 minutes into her 15 minutes. My, and this is what I was too. I said, no, 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 sweetie. This is my time. And I don't want to spend it talking about that. So, but here you go. Let me give you the rest of them. Here go the five things. Creativity. Self-knowledge. Contribution, spirituality, and sexuality. Those are the five things for me. And this is what I would tell you is that you need to find your reason why. But you only can find your reason why if you are in season, in in your seasons, and when you're technically out of season. But how do you get there? Consistency. Right. Consistency. Right. And so every single day, I've got to work on all five of these things. Right. Every single day, whether it's two minutes, sometimes it's an hour, I have to make sure that I'm creative in some type of way. Right. I have to make sure that, that I'm using that. And right now, you, you know, it's, it, it's not necessarily done in the videos that we do because we're not, we kind of have put a, put, a, put a hold on the YouTube channel that we're doing as a family. But, you know, sometimes, you know, my creative moments come is when I'm making dinner. My creative moments come is when I'm trying to portray or trying to get a message to my kids when we have our devotionals in the morning. You know, all that is the creative process, and it's not just you limiting, saying, if I'm not doing this, then I'm not creative. If I'm not doing this, then then I'm not reaching my goal. If I'm not doing this, and when you do that, what it does is it relieves the stress of who you are 
and what God wants to do in and through your life. Yeah. You know, I remember, well, I don't remember, but there is a text in the Bible that, that where Jesus says, my yoke is light. Easy, it's easy, it's light, it's, it is, you know, my burdens are light, there you go. It's the same, same, same for me, the yoke is easy, but my burden is, is light. How do you get to a place in your life where that becomes true? Because many of you guys in this room, you guys would say you guys coming to the knowledge of who Jesus is and walking in that is more of a burden and it's more heavier, it's more heavy. But, but God is trying to get to a place where it's easy and it's light. And how does it become easy in life? It becomes easy in life by us just being us. The world doesn't need you to be Billy Graham. The world doesn't need you to be John Gray. They, they're doing that fine, okay? The world is asking Haley to be Haley. The world is asking you know, Cecilia to be Cecilia. The, the world is asking Trey to be Trey. But if, you, but if you never define who you are, then you're always trying to be something that you're not. Right. And when you're trying to be something that you're not, all you're doing is creating frustration. You're creating a burden. You're, you're, you're creating the, 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 this, the, this thing on yourself, and you're trying to carry it, saying, this is who I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This yeah. is how I'm supposed to act. Yeah. This is how I'm yeah. supposed to talk. This is how I'm supposed to dress. This is how I'm supposed to do all these yeah. things. And at the end of the day, you're looking like David as he stood before Saul with, with Saul's armor, and he's like, it don't fit. Yeah. So some of you guys just maybe haven't, you know, been able to grow up in homes where either you had hand-me-downs and you are the smaller kid than your older kid, and so you're stuck with these clothes that are just, they're just too big. I was never in that situation. My situation was my grandmother would buy clothes and she wanted them to last for three years when they only should have lasted for one. So I would be there. I would look cute. But it'd be like they didn't fit, Jason. You know, like, you know, you want extra bubble, you gotta get to go. That's probably why I'm chunky now because I'm always trying to fit into my clothes. No, 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 no. no but, 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 but it's, it's, it's like that. It's like you're wearing something that you should never be wearing. You know, I remember um, when I was in college, when I was really into suits, you know, and I don't know why I did this to myself, but I did. You, you know, I, I went down, down to Nordstrom, which probably, I, that, that's another advantage of the home that I grew up in, you know, we shopped at Macy's and Nordstrom all the time. So, like, you know, there's a certain level of clothing that, like, I'm used to, you know? You know, so it's like, yeah, I get very frustrated, like, so sometimes. And so, I remember when I was in college, and, you know, at that point, you know, all pastors were supposed to be wearing suits. And, you know, being a college student, trying to be, you know, pastor, young in ministry, you know, I could only afford the suits that they had went on sale. I went to Nordstrom, and, and the suit on sale is not the suit that, that, that I wanted, Mike. And so I went to go try on a Hugo Boss suit. Now, I just want y'all to know, some, sometimes, you know, it's just, you know, some people are like, yeah, it's not worth the money. It's just a label. It's just one thing. I'm telling you right now, I put on that suit, and if I ever bought that suit, y'all would not see Teddy wearing jeans and a, and a jacket ever again. A jean jacket ever again. Because I would be wearing that suit every single Sunday. <laughs> it just felt good. It, it was just something about, like, it, it just felt good. 
And then my wife was like, no, he goes, I need to go down the rack a little bit more. <laughs> and I put on this other suit, and it just didn't feel right. And I think so many times in our life, when God is trying to say, I have a Hugo Boss outfit for you, because I particularly made you, you're, you're priceless. And yet we're so stuck on, no, I need to cut corners. No, I need to spend the money somewhere else, not on myself. And so what we do is we self-sabotage the very thing that God wants to do in our life by settling for the cheap suit. So good. And again, one of the things that I told you guys before about me going to counseling, two major concepts. I'm enough, and that God's enough. I'm enough, and God is enough for your situation. Grab a hold of that. You are enough. You might talk too much. You might annoy people, but keep being that because that's you. Right. You, you, and, and, and you might be the person that people don't, don't just keep being yep. you. Just keep being you. Keep being consistent. Consistently going after the things that God has for you. Keep moving forward. Keep proceeding. What are your values? What are the things that you value? What are the things in which you, that nobody else can, you, you know, and I and I, I hate when we say it. It's all about what I'll say right now. Do the things that nobody else can do that only you can do. That is such a, that's such a, 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 a lie of somebody. Because guess what? There's nothing that I can't do that someone else can do. Nothing. Someone can come one day and replace me as a father and do just as good as I do. They could. Oh, we'll say, yeah, wait. Yeah. We make sure he's dark and tall. I, I, I don't see that. We make sure he's dark and tall. Make sure he's dark and tall. Like seven foot three. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> I think my wife needs to walk out, you guys. <laughs> but look, if I try looking for that thing, yeah. I'll be sending me down a journey that I do not need to be on. Right. But what I need to just understand is, okay, this is where God has me, but I'm not going to let this define me. Yeah. But I'm going to look at, okay, I'm going to go back a little bit further. When, when God knitted me, because the Bible tells us that he knitted us inside of our mother's womb. <laughs> that means no matter if before you even accept God, God's hand was on developing you. Yeah. And because his hand was on developing you, that remember how we talked about before, and, and maybe I didn't say this, but I, so I'm going to say it again right now, is, is I said how God can work through all situations. Yeah. Did, 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 I, did I say that already? Did, did I, did I say that? You know, and that's how he does it. Because he understands that a piece of him was there creating you. Mm -hmm. That even though you might not have been on someone else's agenda or someone else's plan, he was still knitting you together. Yeah. Yeah. He still, you, you know, you know, pre-saw that, you know what, I'm gonna need to put a little bit of this inside of you. Yeah. 
I'm going to need to do a little bit of this. I'm going to need to do a little bit of that. I'm going to need to do a little bit of this. And, 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 and as I'm there doing what I'm doing, you, you know, he's going to be, you're going to be awesome. Right. She's going to be awesome. He's going to be awesome. Right. You, you know, and, 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 and let me just tell you right, right, right now, sometimes the stuff that I'm talking about today is a little bit messy. Like, like once you figure out who you are, you're kind of like, ah, ah. And you're trying to live that out. You're trying to do it on a daily basis of fulfilling those values. That sometimes in those moments, it just doesn't work out the way that we want it to. Yeah. You know, just this week, I had a brilliant idea for a dinner. And this is how I know it wasn't too brilliant, but he didn't say anything. And I'm glad he didn't say anything because if he would have said something, I probably would have bit off his head that day. Is that my grandfather saw that I made I made this spinach thing, and my kids actually told me they didn't like it, but 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 I made this spinach thing, and and I put garlic in it, and really what it needed was onions and a little bit more seasoning. They would have been perfect, but I did this spinach thing, and then I did like these raviolis, and I put like some red sauce on it, thinking raviolis would taste good. I mean, it was so nasty, Christian. I took a bite of it and went like that. <laughs> I just walked away from it. I just walked away from it. And then I just told my wife, I said, you, you ate already, right? Yeah. He said, yeah. And I was like, cool. I ain't got to make nothing else there. Because <laughs> if she would have eaten all that, the door started all over. But so sometimes when we do things, we're going to have those moments where we fail. But what did I do the next night? Got up, made a dinner, and it was just right. And the thing is, if we allow the failures in our life to define us, we won't ever get anywhere. Right. But like I said before, we see the failures of our life as lessons. I know I can't do that no more. Yeah. But I know I've got to make some adjustments, and we've all got to make adjustments in our life. Let me just get everyone to close your eyes, and let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, as, as we are here right now, each and every single one of us, God, 